This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. With me today, of course, is the one and only Hans, who is dressed in flannel. Is that flannel? And a beanie. Because yeah. you just watched Dexter. We were just talking about Dexter, the uh, upstate New York setting. They shot it in Massachusetts. Really putting you in the mood for winter, even though you're in, what, 82-degree Costa Rica, Costa Rica tonight. Yeah, yeah. pretty hot. Uh, was that actually shot in Massachusetts, the new season? Yeah, yeah. They shot cool. uh, maybe about 20 minutes from where we shot Mass State Lottery. Hmm. And uh, back on the show, we have William Kyle Girardi, director of The Perfect Wife. Now, did, you just won an award for this this film, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It was just a small, it's a, a festival in Budapest, the Black Hat Film Festival. <laughs> I was pretty psyched on it, though. Nice. I'll well, take it. Congratulations. You're Thanks. officially, we can tell you as an, an award-winning filmmaker an award on this program. Winner. I love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you the, are the, the little ribbon, the little ribbon before yeah, the video. Put the laurels winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say you're the only guest I think we've had on this show uh, that has presented themselves with depth of field on their on their oh, camera. Nice. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you have I got that on as well. 5D. Nice. I set it up. I I even put this red light back there. I wanted it to look cool for you guys. Well, it, it, the uh, the effort certainly does not go unnoticed or unappreciated. Oh, okay, appreciating. Guys. Yeah. And uh, you, I, you might also be the first guest to dress up for the show as well, yeah, because I, I do see Chris Redfield and Clear Redfield here. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to be talking about uh, the new Resident I mean, it's not that new at, at this point, really. It's it, what? It came out in November. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, kinda yeah, I think so. Hard to see unless you got your Vax Pass mm-hmm. in the United States. And yeah, I, yeah. I went to go see this movie. This was one of three movies I saw in theaters last year. I saw Pig. I saw The Card Counter. And I saw tonight's topic... Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. And uh, I saw the first trailer, and people were obviously talking shit about this movie and said, this looks terrible, this looks horrible. But I was like, well, hold on a second. We just endured seven movies of Resident Evil that are some of the worst films maybe ever made that have nothing to do with the intellectual property Resident Evil. Let me give this a look. And I saw it, and I was like... It doesn't look like a good movie, but, I mean, that looks like Resident Evil to me. That looks like a real Resident Evil to me. I'll go see this movie because that's all. what I've always wanted since I was about eight years old is a, is a Resident Evil movie, mm-hmm. and they've never given us that. There's a George A. Romero script from the, the late 90s that he wrote and uh, was supposed to helm, and that is also bad. That's not a good read at all. But it gives you an idea of what he was going to do with that. And kind of just combined the first two games and maybe a little bit of the third game. If that was even out, of th- I, don't even, I don't remember. Um, but this, this had a vibe of that. And, uh, I mean, overall, I was, uh, I was pretty intrigued to see that there was going to be something remotely similar to the games. Now, there's also a Netflix show that's coming out. So they're getting ready to reboot yet again and just erase what we saw uh, only, only these past couple of weeks or so. And that has uh, what's his name from the guest Hans? He was the uh, the like the main male protagonist, worked for the military, black guy. Yeah, what is that guy's name? Dan Stevens. No, 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 not not the guest. He's not. He's oh. more of an antagonist in that film. Uh, the black guy. I think uh, his name is Lance Reddick. Maybe. Not to Lance be confused Reddick with from The Wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yep. uh, this is our new Albert Wesker. So uh, that's exciting. There's going to be a bunch of girls in the show. That's what I hear. There's a bunch of teenage girls. The Wesker children are also uh, on an adventure. 
and that's so gonna funny. be I didn't even know they were making this <laughs> it's uh so it's been bad. very low key there's only one trailer or teaser released and it's just a dog growling and i think oh, they, nice. they dressed it up with uh you know some of the classic oh movies. yeah yeah i but, love seeing um, dogs with zombie makeup on uh the original paul ws anderson film recreates those dogs fairly well because they just got yeah, dogs yeah. and put makeup on them seems um, like they did some cg too like maybe a little I, it's been so long since i saw it i thought maybe maybe some shitty 3d blood or, or something like that that's oh plenty leaking off them <laughs> but uh, so, he's, so he's wearing white face to play wesker yeah that's right yeah so, big blonde yeah. wig he kind of looks like paul phoenix <laughs> from tekken it's really uh impressive stuff cool. so uh this, this i mean hans can we look up the director of this movie he he came out with a couple of spooky films in the past i think there's a stranger sequel in there pray at night which i know uh the guy who plays like the main villain in that movie i remember that came out there so i was like what that guy's in a real movie well and i sent him a congratulations text that was a big deal uh he also did 47 below uh sorry 47 meters For down me. which i think oh, yeah. is uh, i did watch that is that a mandy moore shark film yeah, yeah, that's the uh, cool. the only other film of his I've seen. Wow, this was a, a like a sleeper hit. I think I think it was very successful somehow financially, and I didn't know about it, so that's what I consider a sleeper hit. And there's <laughs> a sequel, right? Yes, there's a this sequel as well. Uncaged. Oh wow, I didn't know he did a sequel to it. This uh, this looks kind of okay. Jeremy Sisto. Jeremy Sisto. Yeah. <laughs> Another Showtime series alum from Six Feet Under. Also with Michael C. Hall and Dexter. Johannes Roberts. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen any of these movies other than Resident Evil. Uh, I, I feel like this Resident Evil movie would, would have made me very happy if I was a fan of it. Um, and it came out when the uh, Paul W. As Anderson movie came out so instead of getting that one if we got this one I think I would have liked it a little bit better than what we actually ended up getting uh, because it feels like a movie from that time like either direct the video now or like a movie from around that time where the budget wasn't that big because they weren't planning on you know a shared universe so they they don't put a hundred million dollars on the first movie uh, but like maybe 30 40 and and well for that for that time that actually might seem a little high um, but it feels very much like it would fit in that time period, I feel like. Well, do, do you guys have any fondness for those other Resident Evil movies? Or I, I don't know if you've seen the the CG animated films. Yeah, that, yeah I've seen those. Those come up on Netflix like every couple mm-hmm. of years. And I'm like, well, the characters, I, I, I mean, maybe. Uh, let me give it a, a look real quick. And then, like, the mouth is completely out of sync. And I'm just like, I'm not <laughs> watching this. I can't, I can't endure more than a couple of minutes of this. This is horrible. There's some White House plot with Leon Kennedy and Claire, and then they're oh, in yeah, Africa. Yeah. And, they're de- and I'm like, what the fuck is this? That I don't blends understand. into the sixth game. Uh, I think they're, they're sort of interludes in between the games, um, sort of tying pieces together. They're they're not very good. They're pretty, they're kind of ugly and uh, silly. But I do, I, I kind of, I, they're guilty pleasures, I'll admit. Did they ever do jungle zombies in the movies? Uh, I don't know that, like the ones from Resident Evil Five. The... Yeah, 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 yeah. Those like just <laughs> no, jungle, wild jungle see. zombies. <laughs> they get like the Ace Ventura and Nature Calls uh, style. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really good. Uh, no, I'd love to see that though. Now, Hans, uh, you you haven't played really any of the games you said, or you're not that familiar with the game series. 
No, not really. Uh, I've heard from a couple of reviews that um, this, like you need to have previous knowledge of the characters to understand a lot of what happens in this movie, but I didn't really, Mm -hmm. like I don't think they did a great job at at introducing everyone and developing them because I think maybe only what Claire and and, uh, the new guy, uh, Chris. That was Chris, No, I I would actually say, I mean, Chris is kind of like the second main character, but he's pretty... They don't get into him a whole lot. He's pretty yeah. 2D. It's really Claire, uh, Chris's brother, Leon. Lamel. And you, you kind of get more depth from even Wesker than you get from, from Chris Redfield. He's kind of just, I mean, I don't think that, I mean, for what Robbie Amell has to do in this movie, I don't think he's like terrible or anything. He looks pretty close to Chris. I was fine with him, but it's just like, this is a very standard, generic mm-hmm. action hero guy so i i don't know uh now on the on the other hand you your your instagram uh profile picture is jill valentine right oh, yeah. so so the, are the you third one yeah yeah you're a big resident evil fan then right i'm a pretty big resident yeah yeah i uh, i've played them since i was pretty young and i go through them every few years i'm like more uh into certain ones uh, than others <clears throat> i really like the the ps1 era ones those with the set yeah. backgrounds the pre-renders and uh the gamecube uh the remat the remakes of the first one i uh but i i kind of like them all for whatever reason even the uh the new ones i didn't really like resident evil 8 though but i'm pretty familiar i'm not uh i'm not familiar with any of them after about resident evil zero that's where i bowed out of mm. Uh, the Resident Evil series, and honestly, most video games is the GameCube, uh, Xbox oh, yeah. 360 era. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I, I played the first um, person shooter, uh, the one where you Resident Evil Survivor. Oh, that's Survivor. Okay, that that's, was uh, oh yeah, I never that played was Survivor. My introduction to the series, actually. Now I had like friends who had Resident Evil Two that let me borrow it one time or something. Uh, so I had played Resident Evil before, but my like my the first Resident Evil game I owned and played to completion was Resident Evil Survivor, which is uh, critically panned. People did not like mm. that one. They didn't like that they had reused models from, I think, Resident Evil 2 or that there was a first-person shooter approach. They felt maybe that was uh, uh, too much of a deviation from what those first two games uh, had. And I didn't mind it at all. There's some, I mean, I've, I've gone back to it since, uh, like via YouTube and stuff, just watching the uh, like people do a, a playthrough. And it's really remarkable how when you're like eight or nine years old, you just don't know at all how terrible that voice acting is, how fucking <laughs> dreadful those deliveries are. <laughs> um, and they're so amusing now. Uh, what is your favorite of the, the series? Um, I think I like three. Um, I don't know why exactly. I think I just played that the most. I just remember I have sort of a nostalgic connection to it too. Mm-hmm. It feels like the most realized version of like the PS1 era games the yeah i'm like really obsessed with those backgrounds and stuff like i have them I'll, I'll put them as my desktop backgrounds and stuff i just love those the way those pre-renders look um it's uh it was just the right amount of kind of like weird and funny um so yeah three faux show i would say were you disappointed with the uh portrayal of jill valentine in this because i feel like she's not oh, yeah. especially like <laughs> yeah I mean, when you take a look at this actress, she's fine. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's nothing really from my recollection. Anyway, it's been a while since I played resident evil three nemesis or, um, Mm -hmm. even the first one, although I got a PlayStation classic, so I'm going to dive back into that first game, Uh uh, probably real soon. Uh, 
But if you take a look at that, all right, so we have a, a woman who's, I guess, doing a serviceable job uh, for, for what this calls for, but isn't anything like Jill. And then you take a look at the Jill of the Paul W.S. Anderson films. Terrible actress. Oh, yeah, looks great. Where's, where's a blue? Right, yeah, so, yeah. But she has the look and everything yeah. to a almost cartoonish degree. Yeah, I'm actually more into that. I like that. I don't mind bad acting. I kind of just wanted the. I, I, I might even prefer bad acting um, in general. Uh, so I kind of wish that they would have stuck with that. I like the 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 that Jill from the Paul W. Anderson Resident Evils. You know, someone I think it was uh, we had a comic book artist on when we were talking about Resident Evil uh, the series a, a little bit, and I think because I hadn't seen the later Paul W. S. Anderson films, I think he said that uh, Leon and maybe Jill at a certain point just had separate voice actors in the movies where people were dubbing over them. But the act, like the, there were like visual, physical actors, but with different voices, and I've never heard of that before in an American film with American actors before. Neither have I. Did, what did he wanted to sound more familiar to the, like the, more like the games, or did he just? Hate I think the way so. They sounded or something. I I, I have no idea. Uh, maybe one of them was uh, like European and had like an accent, mm-hmm. couldn't pull off uh, an American. It sounds kind of cool though. I need yeah. to like watch it and think about that it's been a really long time since i saw those movies it made me curious to check them out and also mm-hmm. I, I again like i haven't seen the later ones i i went through all the trailers though before seeing this movie just to see what had happened right and it seems out of control it just seems crazy with like a bunch of clones of mila jovovich and then oh, they yeah. somehow bring <laughs> back hot. uh <laughs> michelle rodriguez is back mm. in like the seventh movie gosh she was in that uh it, it gets <laughs> really wacky um hans how many yeah, of those got... those resident evil films did you see i think i got up to three and then i was like that's that, that's good that's enough, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's i've enough. seen them all because... i just don't remember what is it with the first one they tease nemesis right and then on the second one they do something i don't even remember what they do with him but i was very underwhelmed by what they did with it because uh my experience with uh the resident evil games was going to my friend's house and then watch them play because i i, I it was their playstation but i think that's better because i feel like if i had a playstation i probably wouldn't have finished high school and would just be just uh <laughs> sadder than what, what i am now so uh, so it's probably better um i i have downloaded the games on on this little console i have and and uh have revisited but it's very difficult to get into them with with uh if you're not familiar with how janky everything is and yeah. how off the time it is uh but when it comes to the movies yeah i was excited to go to the first one because i was kind of familiar with with the story and then after that tease that nemesis tease and i saw the second one i was like all right maybe maybe that's it but then the third one came out and i was like well, i have to go see it i saw the first two ones and uh yeah after that I was like, that's horrible logic but that's also been successful for <laughs> yeah. disney they've gotten people to see 40 uh-huh. marvel films with that logic um I- i'll tell you what that third one that's the one where they're in the desert right the apocalypse one or something yeah i can't remember. yeah i was trying to remember that too I mean, this isn't saying much, but that was much more watchable than that second movie. That second movie is one of the worst films I've ever seen. Um, I remember I rented it at like 12 or 13 years old whenever it came out, and I was so excited for it. And I shut, like the first time watching it, I just shut it off like halfway in. I just, I couldn't bear it anymore. I could tell <laughs> even at that age that this was a terrible movie. It was on par with the quality of The House of the Dead 
uh, adaptation oh, yeah, that you were both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was another one. I got that on like pay per view at the time. I paid for that, and I just it was remarkably <laughs> terrible. I couldn't enjoy any of it. But um, anyway, but, um, yeah. What happened to? I mean, I don't want to say that Paul W S Anderson was a good director before resident evil uh because his career was kind of whatever well what did he do he did uh, mortal kombat event horizon Horizon. Horizon. Mm -hmm. which alien versus predator death race three musketeers (laughs) what hold on who's in three musket his three musketeers is is whom um let me see logan lerman uh matthew mcfaden who plays uh what's the character you don't like from succession uh, Tom like... Wams... Oh Wams... no, he, yeah, Wams... he, was, he was my least favorite character. Now he's my favorite character. I really enjoyed. Tom. Okay, so you got Ray Stevenson, Logan Lerman, and that guy. Ray the three Stevenson, another Dexter then, alum, uh, bad guy. Season Luke... six, yeah. seven. I don't know. And then you have Luke Evans playing Aramis, or that's the fourth Musketeer, right? Or one of them? I don't know. Oh no, Logan Lerman is a D'Artagnan. Then Orlando Bloom is in it. Christoph okay. Waltz is in it apparently, and Matt oh, Nicholson. What the guess. fuck? Damn, he did well. Yeah, that's a well, that's an all star cast. Unfortunately, Logan Lerman is headlining it. That's not good. Yeah, that's yeah. why nobody's heard that's about this or remembered it. Yeah, I don't remember this at all. But uh, it feels like now, or at least since he started making these movies, everything he makes now is just to put his wife on something because I guess everyone yeah, just started yeah. casting her because she's old now. Uh, but now his new movie is called In the Lost Lands, and it's her and Batista. So Batista. you know it's going to be a, a banger, yeah. <laughs> he really it's zigzags. Based on a story, between... It's based on a story by George R.R. R. Martin from Game of Thrones. Oh, mm. I'm sure it'll be a big hit then. Batista, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Batista jumps between like like pretty respectable blockbuster films to mm-hmm. total garbage, like that Stuber movie he did with Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that before, though? Before he started, like, doing the Guardians of the Galaxy? That was... No, it wasn't. No, that was, like, two years ago. That was right after Blade Runner. He did. He did that. He's got a brain head, also. What's that called? (laughs) Where you, like, their heads, like, suctioned onto their... It looks like their brain. (laughs) They got a mushy head. I don't know. Uh, know Are you an expert on heads? (laughs) No. I'm just saying. Not like that yet. I haven't done enough uh, steroids. Uh, Let me see. What is that? What, What is it called? Stuber? Jesus, that's that's this character's called Vic Manning. That's cool. <laughs> Ripper Clancy's the writer. Is that John Clancy's something? No. All right. Uh so yeah, because what was now, the point of that? What was the point of uh trying to make a Tom was, Clancy joke there? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Just because it's Clancy? How about we talk about Clancy Brown? He's the villain yeah, on Dexter season <laughs> season eight. Hey, how about this? How about for a treat? For a treat, we uh, take a look at that George Romero, Brad, R.I.P. Brad Renfro, Japanese oh, yeah, yeah, Resident commercial. Evil commercial. That's cool. That's what the movie should have looked like. That's probably the best uh, live action totally. adapt- adaptation of Resident Evil that's been done. Uh, Brad Renfro, also, apparently he was fucking a lot while he was in Japan and had a Japanese oh, yeah. son that he hid from the public. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So That's really interesting. Kinda, Kind of mean to have a Japanese son with that like last name. Brad Renfro is like <laughs> the right age to play Leon in this too. He's probably late teens, early twenties, or because Leon I think it's like twenty or twenty one in the first Resident or Resident Evil two. 
Um, I didn't like all the old people in the new Resident Evil movie, the Welcome to Raccoon City. I thought they were all geezers. Mm. I thought it, I thought they were fine, but all right. Well, let's let's take a look at this. Is it? Is it? Oh, did you pull up the Latin American version, Hans? What is this? <laughs> Get this shit off. Find the fucking normal English one, okay? I didn't even realize it looked so normal to me. <laughs> Hold on. Uh... You just type in Resident Evil 2 commercial. That should be good enough. Um, yeah, so. Why do I... look like shit, though? Well, it's a, I mean, look, it's from 1997 or 8. It's going to be a VHS copy from yeah, yeah. a foreign country. It ain't going to look great. There was <laughs> there was some behind-the-scenes making of a uh, special that was released on VHS. Uh, finding that, yeah, along with this, the commercial, and then the... What, is someone uploaded it on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, man, I got to check that out. I haven't seen it. Is it long? No, it's like, what, 15 minutes? Well, that's what kind of... What is it uh, of the advertisement that George Romero oh, shot whoa. with Brad Renfro. So I, I'm going to take a look at that later, I guess. I had no idea. Yeah, I got to check that out, too. All right. That's more like it. Okay. <laughs> look at the thing. Too. Mm-hmm. Wow, I don't recognize her. So cool. <laughs> I love that in Japan. That was in, that was exclusive to Japan. Yeah. So uh, that is probably the best Resident Evil movie that there is. I'll agree with that. <laughs> uh, what I would argue, though, and maybe you might differ on this, Kyle, is uh, I think this movie, Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City, is second to that. Thoughts? Um. Maybe so. I can see why you think that. I, I kind of like the first Paul W. Anderson the most, maybe, as far as live action, other than the Brad Renfo commercial. commercial. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're all pretty bad. It, it's hard to really to really root for any of them. But uh, I, yeah. I like the like the shitty cheesiness kind of of the, the first one. I don't know. There's something about it. Maybe it's purely nostalgia. But going, they're, they're easy to watch for me for whatever reason. Whereas this new one, I I thought it was pretty painful. Really? Well, I, I mean, yeah, with that yeah. first movie, there's aspects of it that I really enjoy, that I like uh, quite a lot. I I do like the soundtrack of the movie, and some of the aesthetics. And the best scene is probably where they just ripped off Cube, and put the uh, the soldiers in that little box with and had the, the lasers going through. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That wasn't Cube. I think um, that yeah. still mostly holds up. Go ahead, Hans. Yeah, it's super yeah, memorable. The, the action is very Matrixy, though. Was that oh, before yeah. or after? Yeah, Ma- it was after. after the Matrix. It was after, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything it feels very the much of the time. I feel like if that series wasn't mm-hmm. called Resident Evil, I mean, well, maybe nobody will give a fuck, but but no one would watch it, probably wouldn't have gotten to that point of, what, seven. Uh, but uh, so maybe because they, we didn't have the internet uh, for the backlash that at that time, um, they seem to just grab the title and maybe a little bit of elements of it and then just let the director run with whatever ideas they had. 
something like Doom comes to mind where it's like, oh, this is a movie about Doom. And the only thing that's like Doom is that there's like a couple of minutes of first person and that's mm-hmm. it. Um, well, and uh, they also did the uh, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within movie, right? Which oh, was, yeah. I think, just produced by the same company that did the Final Fantasy games. But uh, there was no real overlap, right, with the, the game series. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I'm not that familiar with the game series, but it, uh, it I don't think it had anything to do with it, really. Maybe other than a few characters' names. I'm a dork, not a weeb. <laughs> I don't know that shit. I really like the uh, the animation style of the the uh, Final Fantasy movie, though, because it looks like an old PS2 pre-rendered cut scene. It does. Um, I put on the first space, 15 minutes dude. of it. Yeah, it was in space. So I, I always had the, uh, you know, the idea that those final and i'd never really played them. i think I, there was a demo for playstation magazine i might have investigated for final fantasy 6 oh. um but aside from that i haven't played them before it's not, actually tell you what i went to a flea market and i bought final fantasy x maybe like a, the week after it came out there yeah, for extremely cheap it was like 20 bucks like, like wow, 20 bucks for final fantasy x this is unbelievable <laughs> And uh, the cashier said, sold as is. So I took it home and I put it in my PlayStation 2. And uh, it froze right when the game started. And it always did that. Oh, wow. What an asshole. Never buy your PlayStation games from a flea market. That was a lesson learned that day. But this Final Fantasy movie was was total science fiction. It it also had an all-star cast. It had Alec Baldwin, James Woods. Is at Alec Baldwin playing uh, Ben Affleck? Yes, he <laughs> looks exactly that. like Ben Affleck. <laughs> so That's right. Um, they just added it to HBO Max, so you can check it out mm. right now if you want to go relive yeah, I would that. See that again. I think I have HBO Max, somebody else's account, but it's um, the animation obviously does not hold up, but uh, it's easy to watch just because of how fluid the animation is. It's not mm-hmm. very, uh, you know, it's not like boxy, you know. So I, I mm-hmm. was able to go with it for for that long anyway. That cast that was the only thing I liked Alec, from it. You got uh, Alec Baldwin, Steve Buscemi, mm-hmm. Bing Rains, Donald Sunderland, oh, yeah. James Wood, Keith David. You must have so much money for that. Council people, like people without like characters without even a name, so you can tell. Yeah, there's a good check they got it. for this shit. Yeah, yeah. what did what did Maxim Magazine put out like a like a full oh, page spread on the the dude, fake I actress? Remember that. Yeah, just excavated that oh. from deep within my brain. Really? Yeah, I remember that it was like a purple bikini. I thought it was so hot as a kid. <laughs> fake woman. <laughs> yeah, the only experience I have playing a Final Fantasy game was uh, I think one of my cousins had one of them on the PlayStation One. I remember, I remember which one. And um, it was so cool. You start the game and it's like twenty minutes of just dialogue. And I was like, I don't like this at all. I want some slashing. I want something, <laughs> some action. And mm-hmm. it's just just text. You just go and you walk around the hall. And then, oh, there's someone else you can talk to. And then they keep talking. And then you do that for about half an hour. I don't know That's what right. happens next because I quit. Yeah. So, no patience yeah, I played that. a few hours of seven. And I th- was really impressed by it. But I just, something, uh, I lost my attention for some reason. But it is an extremely impressive game. <laughs> Uh, what else were you playing for PlayStation around that era of Resident Evil? A big one for me was uh, um, Twisted Metal. I would always play Twisted oh, Metal yeah. 1 and 2. Those games, people forgot about that. See, right before I went to go see the movie Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, I, I was like, all right, well, there might be, because I haven't played any of the remakes, I haven't played 5 or 6 or uh, even 4. 
Uh, so I was like, all right, there's probably a lot I might miss. Because I heard what Hans had heard, that if you play the games, it'll fill in the gaps for you. So I was watching, like, uh, 50 things to know about Raccoon uh-huh. City. <laughs> 40 things to know about Genesis. Yeah, I was, I was tuning into that <laughs> shit. And um, I eventually got out of it. But now they started recommended, uh, recommending Twisted Metal video essays to me and the history of that. And so I've just been getting all caught up on Twisted Metal now as of as Is there a narrative behind it? Yeah. Twisted with Metal? Each character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. uh oh. it's like a cannonball run style tournament, but you, you kill people. It's like that in Battle Royale, I guess. Um and I was watching the endings that weren't yeah, included I was on the watching game. Those too. They must have just come up on the same algorithm or something like I that. I think so. Yeah. They're so have. cool though, the little monkey's paw stories, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the one with the bride. I don't know if you saw this one. I, I think it might have been from Twisted Metal Black, where she like falls in love with some guy, and uh, she, the the guy doesn't want to marry her. So she it, 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 like she marries her best friend or something. So she kills her best friend at the wedding and like drags her body around. She's like, <laughs> I killed that stupid bitch in front of everybody. <laughs> there's a good one for Twisted Metal Black where there's a reverend um, that thinks he's performing an exorcism and is just like drowning a baby at a baptism instead. <laughs> That's awesome. So <laughs> that's like very like those hardcore nineties stories. I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, Twisted Metal was one that I was really big on at the time. Uh yeah, I, I like cool. Siphon Filter, Tekken. Yeah, Siphon Filter's rad. Uh that I was, was really big into Silent Hill, the first one. I, I like never obsessed. got I never got around to Silent it. Hill. That was uh was that Dreamcast exclusive or, or no? It was PS one, yeah. The first okay. one was PS one. They had a Bleemcast version, which you could play. It was like some ghetto version where you could play uh, PS1 games on your Dreamcast, I remember. And it was some really busted up demo version of Silent Hill. But that hmm. was about it. But uh, yeah, Silent Hill 1, classic. I played that a lot. I got really into Silent Hill 1 in like 2005-ish. I, I replayed all those games again, and I was obsessed with the lore. And I've just been kind of into those forever. They ruined those movies also. It's the same company, I think, the same producers who do Resident Evil and Silent Hill movies. I checked out the trailers Bastards. to those. I, I remember people saying that the first Silent Hill movie was bad, but had uh, like a good atmosphere or something. Yeah, so. yeah. There's some like uh, cool, it's kind of Argento-y. It's, I don't know. I, I don't hate Silent Hill 1, the Christoph Gans one. Gan, whatever you, however you pronounce his name. Uh, it's not a piece of shit. Uh, like the other one is, but uh, it's still it pretty from underwhelming. That, from, from that same thing, though, where uh, it goes deep enough into trying to make it like the game, but not enough for it mm-hmm. to succeed. So it has some elements of it that I feel like, again, if the movie wasn't called Silent Hill, it was called something else, maybe it would work better. But having that previous knowledge of the game and what happens in it and how that story is told, uh, it doesn't really work. as a silent hill movie it just has like little you got pyramid head and you got some Mm -hmm. uh, nurses and you got some elements of it but uh and that that second one i i saw the trailer and was like oh cool they just did a direct to dvd movie i don't need to to watch this (laughs) it's like hilariously bad um i watched it a long time ago i think i just saw it in the theaters and i was uh almost like weeping i mean i shouldn't care that much but yeah it's really (laughs) bad (laughs) Uh, what do, so what do now you think we're is... in the are are we in the in the golden era of video games? Well, I was <laughs> just going to say, what, what is the best <laughs> video game adaptation? Mm. 
Sonic? It's a good question. I still Maybe haven't seen so. Sonic. <laughs> I haven't seen Sonic yet. Yeah, I don't know. I have to think about Warcraft. that. Warcraft? Can't, can't even think of it, you know. I, I kind of want to say the first Silent Hill movie. Uh, I feel like it's actually made by like a filmmaker. That's like the only filmmaker who's ever made a video game movie that I can think of. The rest have just kind of been whatever. Paul W. Anderson types, these sort of uh, directors for hire by these big studios. I don't think a, a single live action one, not that Rotten Tomatoes is really any authentic critical measure these days. I don't think a single adaptation made in live action has made it to the, the fresh mark. Uh, Double Dragon is not fresh? Is it? Remember no- novel, Double Dragon from the 90s or was it 80s? That was early 90s. 94. Yeah. yeah. That movie ruled. <laughs> that movie was awesome. That arrived at like the perfect time. way that you're not supposed to be. Uh, who was who started in? Robert Patrick and... Uh, Robert Patrick? Did Chan do a Double Dragon movie? Like, no, I don't think so. Did. That would have been huge. Be he did uh, some movie. It was, uh, it was like two teen stars of the time, wasn't it, Hans? Oh, Double Dragon. Was... Yeah. It says here's Robert Patrick and Mark Dacasco. Oh, Iron Chef. John right. Wick 3. Oh, shit, right. The, yeah. the nephew of the original Iron Chef host. All right, let's take a look. Um, well, are we going to get here with a copyright claim? None oh. of these episodes have been monetizable. It doesn't matter. Fuck it. Just play it. Go ahead. The city has changed. Oh, I miss that, very that, Mario that guy. That the day. theatrical trailer narrator punks rule the night <laughs> and one man wants to rule them all there's only it's the one coolest thing. Harry Oldman to succeed oh no oh, Harry Oldman no. looks like only uh, find me the other half now and look who's got it it magnifies the power inside you. This has oh, wow. Is that Mark Dukaskis? I guess so. Now, two brothers will stop at nothing Look to the protect music. their half. Look out! Those graphics, too. The man will stop at nothing to possess it. You're gonna is that come out, Lennon? Let's have some fun. Who wants gum? I really do want to see this. If they succeed, they're heroes. Hell yeah. But if he does... Not enough people fall through glass Their these history. days. <laughs> Time to skin you guys. You know, I kind of miss that for movies. We like the night they did that in nineties a lot. The reaction to something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't see that enough. <laughs> That's not a thing anymore. Oh, we've been around. T2's Robert Patrick, Scott Wolf, Mark Dickens, Scott Wolf, Party of Five, Melissa Milano. Oh, oh Melissa Milano. I recognize her. Melissa Milano. We don't really have to wear these, do we? Hell yeah. That's really cool. That's awesome. I got to check that out. Classic film. My kind right, of movie. Right around Super Mario Brothers the movie. Perfect double feature. Was there anything else from that period? I, obviously, Mortal Kombat's the big one. Street from Fighter. 95. Yeah, that was that was a rough one. Poor oh, yeah, Julie was calling. Damn. <laughs> <He's>, uh, <laughs> you got the Tomb Raider movies. 
Um, oh yeah, I actually really do. I I watched those recently on Netflix or something, and I would put them on before bed for like a week or so. I mean, they're like not good movies, but they're very, really easy to watch, kind of cozy. Uh, Angelina jo- Jolie's like that's kind of her prime for me. Did you guys uh, check out the new one, the reboot? I did. I did see that. It wasn't uh, it wasn't a piece of shit. I kind of liked how they made the uh, they kind of grounded it a bit. Which, uh, I don't know. It's not necessary, but I, I thought that was kind of cool. But that's probably the only thing I remember about it. Yeah, I never really played Tomb Raider for real, but uh, my cousin would come over and we would just uh, play a game of Dodge the Butler. And that one scene, we oh, pretend yeah. the butler was a rapist and say, uh-oh, the rapist is coming and just it's run coming. away from him. You got to lock him in the fridge or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what we did. Um, so that was... some game of let's pretend the butler is a rapist. <laughs> the butler is old rapist. Uh, there was that, that that's around the 2003 is when the Uwe Ball uh, period started with uh, Lone yeah. in the Dark, Doom, Blood Rain, Dead or Alive, Postal. Hold on. Yeah, there uh, were about three or four Blood Rain movies that kept uh, right. Michael Madsen employed for a good ten years. That he played. Uh, he was like support. a Uva cowboy vampire in that movie or something. A very bloated cowboy vampire. I think I only saw the first one. Uh, the, what's her name? Uh, Christina Loken. She was she was hot back then. Mm. Wasn't she Terminator Three? Maybe I think so. She oh, did yeah. sound she like was that. Yeah, yeah, she was right. the the Terminator in that. Oof, what a fall from that to below uh-huh. range. Damn. Uh, there's uh-huh. a Far Cry movie. Oh, Hitman came out in 2007. Hitman with uh, Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. With uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Timothy, Timothy Oliphant. I do remember that. I thought you were gonna say Damian Marley. Yeah, because you said Mon instead of Man. Anyway. Mon. Uh, who was yeah. the guy they replaced him with? Also, Timothy Oliphant looks fucking horrible bald. They should yeah, have cast yeah. a naturally bald dude for that role. As soon as they saw him. Yeah. His head shape is all mangled all bald. <laughs> and then the, they got that Orlando Bloom impersonator for the second movie. Oh, Rupert, yeah, yeah. He looks Rupert like Friend? Lex Fridman. Oh, that's, yeah, he should be the hitman. That's who they got to cast for the reboot. <laughs> Just autistic hitman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, Legend of Chun-Li, the Mark Wahlberg, Max Payne. Oh, wait, oh, wait, no, me? hold yeah. on. Legend of Chun-Li, that was the highly anticipated Street Fighter sequel with, what's her name from Smallville? Lana uh, Lang. Not the one in the sex Croik, Crook. Right, that was a Canadian production. Yeah, with uh, starring the guy from Black Eyed Peas as Vega, I think, and Will I Am was playing another oh, character whoa. or something. Or, or am I confusing that with the Gambit or with the? Yeah, uh, yep, yeah, that's, that's right. No, yeah, that was okay. Wolverine. Right. That was X Men Origins. Well, there's one. There, there's one of the Black Eyed Peas in that Chun Li movie. I, I remember that. Um, you got uh, Tekken. Um, there was a Tekken. I have movie, not I seen the live action Tekken movie. I saw the anime Tekken movie from the '90s. And there's a there's a version with tits and a version without tits. Nice. <laughs> then uh, Prince of Persia, which was at Hall. Uh, that, that was the first time people were like, you know, for the first time ever, there could be a great video game movie. This could be oh, nominated yeah, for that. Oscars. <laughs> people thought that was gonna be that was gonna be the breakthrough film. Uh, and then what was the um, was it Assassin's Creed with Fassbender? Mm. Yeah, I did see that. I love Fassbender, but yeah. He couldn't even say that. 
There was I don't a, remember two seconds of that film. It's crazy. Three hits. It, yep. it was Prince of Persia, Warcraft, and Assassin's Perfect. Creed were the three movies people oh, had yeah. actual hopes for, and were like, "Oh, these are real movies. This could be. This could be a real thing." And no, it, it I just didn't hate the Warcraft movie. I remember who did. Isn't it uh, Duncan, Duncan Jones, Jones or something? Yeah, yeah it wasn't. Uh, I didn't hate it. It was fine. Um, the Need for a Speed movie with uh... Michael Keaton and Aaron Paul. Oh yeah, my friend helped, uh, or he was on shoot, did some stuff helping the the guy who shot it. The, that movie the made cinematography. It made two hundred million worldwide. Wow, which I just got blown away by because I thought it was a bomb what was I the ne- budget i didn't see it because why would you uh <laughs> they haven't made sure. a sequel so i mean look that sounds good but what if the yeah. budget's 150 million that's not right. that great for them 66 million oh then that was a hit i mean mm. i i don't know why they haven't done a sequel uh aaron paul could use it at this point yeah for real uh i almost saw so that in theaters uh, just because i i was like very ready to see michael keaton in movies again and i was like <laughs> i i think i'm good I think of RoboCop was coming out right after this movie, and then maybe Birdman was announced. And uh, yeah, I, I never wound up seeing it, um, but I heard, of course, awful things about this this movie. Yeah, it seemed really bad. I, I heard they did some cool camera work. It's the guy who got screamed at by Christian Bale, who did the cinematography oh, for, right. for it, uh, Shane Hurlbut Hur- or something. I don't know. It seems like he uh, did some cool experimental stuff with it, but I never did watch it. Uh, you got Rampage, The Rock's Rampage. Uh, the Rock's oh, Rampage. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. I saw Uva <laughs> Ball's Rampage. Is it about the same thing, the same game? The Monsters Destroying? No, no. Rampage was oh. just Uva Ball. Have, it's just some kid who like snaps and just shoots up his town wearing just body armor. I see a pattern uh, with Uva Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, it seemed like him like... taking some anger out. It's a little Didn't we watch? Like, we watched some, some trailer. He did a Hitler movie. He did a Holocaust movie late in yeah. his career, like recently. I think we put sure on the he trailer. Treated it with the sensitivity that he needed. <laughs> um, Auschwitz. Yeah, it was called. It was just called Auschwitz. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I didn't know he did that. I love that though. There's something uh, endear about him. Him fighting uh, find that. Oh, that rule. The film critics who who trashed his movies. Yeah, yeah. They beat the shit right. out of him. Uh, there's a, a now. there was a pretty well recognized film critic among I think there were three or four of them total he boxed, and uh, one is definitely like well known today, but uh, yeah he uh, he is certainly a character. We tried to get him on this show very early on, and he was oh, not really? he was not impressed with uh, I think our viewership at the time. It was like a thousand oh, wow. an episode. It was very, like the It'll first twenty episodes. Maybe yeah, maybe he's available now. All right, let's take a look at Auschwitz yeah. and Yui Bull film first teaser. If you were making a movie about Auschwitz, would you put yourself in the role? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the whole thing? <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Very... I mean, it's a very Lars von Trier kind of... Yeah, yeah, I was about no, to right? say, it feels, feels like that. Never forget. Never forget. 
<laughs> Jesus Damn. fuck. What the hell? Damn. That's pretty hardcore. It looks like the Men Behind the Sun version. Have you ever seen that movie, Men Behind the Sun? It's just like uh, that uh, uh, Japanese uh, camp where they just like tortured all these uh, Chinese people. It's, it's like that. Uh, no, it's on my must-watch list now, though. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. <laughs> it's just the uh, one torture, one torture device after the other, basically the entire film. It's pretty good, oh, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about that. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> what your brain just shot? <laughs> I'm gonna. Were <laughs> you say something very inappropriate? It's gonna. No, no, it's fine. Let's just it's all right. <laughs> I'm just like the the boss of this guy. Uh, is it is there like a documentary or something about Uwebo? Because I I know there's a lot of videos and a lot of things he's put out, but I don't really want to go through that. But he just seems like such a well, you know, I guess what a maniac with money would career he's so would interesting look like. to me now. Yeah, because like almost... just putting yourself like your teaser is just you looking remorseful while Jews burn behind <laughs> you. Like what? The... <laughs> no, he's kind of like an auteur or something. There's something to that. Like, I, there's something to him that I, I find it hard to hate. He's like more interesting. It's it's a lot easier. It's very easy to talk shit and hate his films, but it, I don't know. There's something more interesting to me than to like see the little gems that he has because there there are little little gems in his films that have, that have since I've watched them in the last ten years or so. I remember being like, does this actually suck or is this kind of cool? Please give an example of that because I've I'm only seen – I've seen House of the Dead. I've seen Blood Rain. Granted, it's been a, a mm-hmm. while now, but I just remember having the most difficult time getting through uh-huh. these films. I think Stephen Dorff was cool in Alone in the Dark. I think that was probably oh, just Stephen Dorff. It was him and Tara Reid, right, back in yeah, yeah. or so. She's so bizarre. I don't know. I think it's just my tastes now have changed where I was even saying before I kind of like bad acting. I just like like wonky movies. I don't know. There's the, I, I would uh, – there's little, little – uh, there's there's cool stuff to excavate from those movies, I think, rather than just going after the best top 250 films of all time. I think looking in these shitty films there to, to find new ways of uh, thinking about making movies mm. uh, is a lot more productive, at least for me personally. And in his in his films, at least the ones that, like I said, it's I haven't uh, rewatched a lot of them, but there's little little things to find that are that make it worth it. Well. Uh, on the note of Huey Bolt, uh, would would this would Resident Evil? I mean, would there be a good sequel out of this movie with Huey Bolt at the helm? Now oh, that yeah. he's you know directed <laughs> what like forty films, he's you know he's yeah, dabbled yeah. in the video to game genre. Something. He's uh, I mean, good for him for buying all the rights to these these properties and yeah, getting yeah. in there, directing them, putting his stamp on them. Uh, he did House of the Dead. He you know he's familiar with zombies. So could could Yui Bowl come out? I think he's retired now, unfortunately. Maybe I'm wrong about that. We'll, we'll find out Let's in see a second. What he's, up to. Um, so he's doing some there, stuff, producing. There is a documentary about him, 2018. It's called "Fuck You All," the Yui Bowl story. Did he direct it as well? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. Me. Let me see. But the movie Auschwitz, it's in its entirety entirety on uh, YouTube. So if you, you guys want to like, watch it? You want to just spend the next two hours? <laughs> just pop it on. <laughs> uh, no, the director of the documentary is called Sean Patrick Shaw. 
Scholl, and uh, he's directed a bunch of other documentaries that I'm not familiar with. Silent Legend. I would like to see that. Yeah. yeah, that would probably be a very good watch. Um, anyway, let's get to this movie, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Now, uh, Hans, I know that you went into this film expecting to just be full of yeah. distaste for it and uh, yeah, not yeah. enjoy it at all. Uh, I don't know what your opinion on it is because I didn't ask you because I expected us to be doing the show uh, probably ages ago or something. I thought it was going to go to streaming a lot sooner than it did. They really held out for as long as possible after it hit theaters. But, I mean, what was your general take on this Resident Evil film? Uh, I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, like you said, I watched that trailer and I it looked very CW to me. I don't know if it's because of the Amel brother or because of the way they. I think I, so. I think it's three things. I think it is the Amel brother. I think it's uh, who plays Curry. William Birkin in this movie. That dude pops up on Arrow, on the Flat. He pops up in anything where they'll pay him five thousand dollars. Essentially, <laughs> um, he, he's in it. And then there's a kind of uh, low budget, cheap. We shot in Vancouver. Look to it, which I'll mm-hmm. tell you what I don't mind for this because it's so. I mean, for for a significant chunk of it anyway, it doesn't feel too ambitious. It feels like, in, in my, uh, you know, w- when I was watching it, it felt from my perspective a lot like a late 80s horror movie where it's like, we only have a certain amount of money we can use. Let's try and keep it all pretty low stakes, uh, pretty reined in. Something like Night of the Comet, where it's like, yeah, there's, you know, m- maybe there are like big stakes. Like, oh, it could be the end of the world. But we're just going to focus on this little area right here. And uh, we're going to have one or two locations, and we're going to do what we can with that. Uh, but anyway, I'll let you continue since you didn't finish your review. I like the sets that they used. Uh, it felt very familiar to what the games are like. Uh, didn't really enjoy many of the performances. I think the main girl was good. Everyone else was kind of whatever. Uh, and it really felt like <clears throat> the cast was way too big for what they actually used them Four. So it was what, like five or six of them, I think, uh, including Donald Loge or Loge or however you say his name. Um, but then you don't really use them that much, only the two main, I guess. So it it kind of felt like uh, we need to add them here because people that are familiar with the game are familiar with these characters and we need to put them in. But it don't really feel like they they were either thinking about sequels or thinking about what to do with them because it wasn't much for them to do. Uh, but I think my opinion was maybe, uh, now that I think about it, affected by the fact that I saw it after watching The New Matrix, which I hated so much, <laughs> that, that I was like, you know what? This has a third of the budget. And I enjoyed how uh, 2004 it felt uh, to me. Um, and uh, I think he had enough of the game from what I'm familiar with, which is not not playing it, uh, where I was like, oh, cool, I remember that thing, that like that uh, scene, which I usually hate for movies, but this didn't really have that much other than that. I like the CGI more than I thought I would, because uh, with that budget, I really thought it was going to look like shit and don't really think the monster looked that bad. Uh, and they <clears throat> they did a couple of really cool uh, setup scenes and... and um, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I think I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would and that I'm sure you thought I would. Uh, but my opinion might be affected by that, by the fact that, you know, after watching The Matrix, I was like, fucking, let's, let's watch this other piece of shit. And then it wasn't that terrible, you know? <clears throat> yeah, that Matrix movie was appalling. I couldn't believe what I was seeing there. 
Uh, what did you did you watch The Matrix? I did. I I watched it twice. The now was one. was your fondness I, for bad acting? Uh, uh, did that <laughs> uplift your opinion just of it? Just my fondness for bad movies. I don't know why I liked that. I, I didn't. I think it is a piece of shit. Actually, I, I like. I think as far as a film, it's a piece of shit. I think some of it is. Some of the ideas are kind of smart, and I did drive home thinking about it, and I I wanted to watch it again just because I am like a huge Matrix fan. It's a really difficult film to defend, so mm. I I won't I won't even attempt to. But for whatever reason, I uh, I thought it was just like retarded fun, and I I there's I'm extremely cynical, so I I kind of like felt that the movie's very cynical, and I I it, I, I thought it was justified, I guess, the cynicism. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, defenses being run for this new Matrix film, and no, I won't defend it. It's uh, well, it's made me want to go back and watch it from uh, the perspective that's being presented in these positive reviews to see if. I feel that there's any authenticity to that or if people are just trying to make sense of a bad movie uh, coming from uh, maybe filmmakers that they admire or a franchise that they had uh, some faith in. But I will say, I remember watching that original Matrix uh, somewhat recently, past couple of years, and being like, wow, that, that held up. That's a great movie. And then oh, I yeah. watched uh, Reloaded, or what was the second? Mm-hmm. I, that might be the second yeah, movie. Yeah, Reloaded. And just, um, I was like, well, no. Nope. When he started getting into what, into raves and shit, right? <laughs> the Lana Wachowski. Oh right, well yeah. Hey, did you know? Is, did you hear about the the Lana Wachowski origin story? Where she was like being dominant dominatrix or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A little bit. For a little yeah. bit. Well, the gist of it is she she was getting involved with Bucket. I've told this story now in like three different podcasts at this point. But fuck <laughs> it, we'll do one more. That's all right. Uh, so Larry Wachowski was going out to L.A. clubs uh, to go meet with a dominatrix who was dating Buck Angel, the pornographic actor, oh, yeah. actress, uh, Very sensation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, just part of being online from like 2000, 2006 or seven is uh, your friend or you sending your friend Buck Angel <laughs> and being yeah. like, check this out. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen this before? Uh-huh. It's like a tough girl <laughs> thing or something. You know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, eventually the the dominatrix that was dating Buck Angel was like, I want you to wear a dress out of this club the next time I see you. And then that just continually became a thing. And then it turned him into a lady, I guess. I don't know, he just really enjoyed it. So <laughs> uh, I, think, I, think, I think there was a very clear, like a through line progression there for Larry to Lana. The other guy, however... Mm. I think he's a fucking liar. I think he's a scam artist. He thought this will be great for publicity, the Wachowski <laughs> yeah. sisters. Uh-huh. And that's why he's nowhere to be found. He disappeared from public life. He's directing Netflix TV shows now, that loser. Way what to go. He do? Or she or he, they do. Um, the Netflix show? It's, uh, they did, well, they did, there was, there was Sense8. That was a big thing for oh, half okay. a year. okay, yeah, yeah, that's right, with Baiduna. And something else came after that, maybe about a year ago. Poor Wachowskis. Are you a fan uh, of any of their other movies? Yeah, I like Bound. I like a few scenes in Reloaded. I like I, I like Reloaded well enough. Um, and I kind of like uh, Speed Racer, actually. Last time I watched it a few years ago, I thought it was pretty sweet. Um, but then after that, they just uh, really shit the bed. It's, it's, it's kind of tragic to me, honestly, because I, I do like them. 
But I uh, I look at them the same way I look at M Night Shyamalan, which is they had a lot of promise mm. in the early aughts. Yeah, they yeah. had a big hit, and then something just went wrong. Something there was a left turn that was taken that shouldn't have been taken, and it seems like they can't get back to where they're supposed to be. Um, yeah, sad. M Night at least had up to signs, I think, before mm-hmm. he he really shit the bed. Um, but uh, did you see Old? By the way, I did. I was not impressed. <laughs> no, uh, I thought it was uh, very, very, um, very creatively adventurous to mm. replace uh, heart heartthrob Nat Wolf in the last forty minutes with some random fifty year old man with a mole on his face that nobody's oh, ever yeah. seen or heard of before. <laughs> that was something. I was anyway. Um, you know, I remember that movie that well, but yeah, I think I was. I, I, I when I watch an M Night movie, I'm like desperate to like it too. So it had to be pretty bad for me to not like it. He seems whenever he, visit? what's that? The visit. The visit. Do you guys see that one? It's like I haven't seen that one, but that was that was the one oh, where people are like, old... yeah, 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 they're going to visit their grandparents, but it's not their grandparents. That. Yeah, I haven't seen it. That also was the first one good. where people were talking like, oh well, M Night might actually be back because it didn't get oh, outright yeah. negative reviews. I think it was like mixed to mm. positive. So. And then uh, the uh, James McAvoy <laughs> Split movie was a surprise, yeah. right? I like that Split. It was Split fine. was yeah. I, I thought like Split James was fine. He's good. Um, and I didn't see the the one that concluded the Unbreakable trilogy. I, uh, Not very good. Was it Glass? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty bad. There's well, a, an Apple TV show that he's been it. he's been working on. If you're interested in Apple TV productions, M Night or one of the Wachowskis? M Night. Oh. Uh, he directed what four episodes of it? It's called Servant. Don't know. Yeah, I don't I give a shit. It. I don't. So, I don't yeah. care about that at all. It hurts my feelings. It stars, uh, shit. stars Rupert Grint from Harry Potter. Oh, nice! One of the stars. <laughs> you know, man, it's, that, it's got a lot of pull. <laughs> Never mind. Man. I do want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I just went to a. Um, I just went to a, a family dinner, and uh, my girlfriend's brother said to me, "Hey, did you see the the Harry Potter reunion? I thought it was very heartwarming." <laughs> I said, "No, I didn't see it." <laughs> just couldn't believe that was a sentence that was said oh, to me. Yeah. Ironically, <laughs> you should see it. Maybe you'll feel the same way. <laughs> Maybe you'll be like, "Oh, you know what? This was very heartwarming." Hans, when was the last time you found anything heartwarming? Um, I watch videos of, of dogs being rescued all oh, the time. Nice. That yeah, those are good. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. I'm old. That's yeah. a very old man or old lady that shares it on Facebook type mm-hmm. of thing. But I, yeah, I watch those. I get time. a lot of those from my aunts on Facebook Messenger. Yeah. It'll just be a link and I'll already know what it is. I just won't open the, <laughs> the DM. You don't want to um, be a puppy get better? Come on, dude. Where's your heart? Are you crying right now just thinking about it? <laughs> no, I, I've just had tea and I'm very sweaty. Oh. <laughs> like I'm sweating. You sweat from drinking tea? Yeah. Yeah. It's Why do you make it an ice tea? tea? Yeah, I know. Because my throat hurts. Sweet tea. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I swallowed a bunch of dust yesterday and I probably got COVID. Uh. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's how that works, Hans. But um, <laughs> anyway... So you you kind of liked Resident Evil, but you also are trying uh, to find an out here in case you change your mind in a month or feel no, embarrassed no. about this opinion, just like no, I, Justice League. 
I did say on, on Twitter that I thought it was the best Resident Evil movie. That so. means nothing, though. That says absolutely. See, that's why I didn't know what your opinion is, because even if that's the case, <laughs> it could still be horrible. Um, now, Kyle, you, on the other hand, you you really didn't like this movie. Yeah, I was mad. I mean, like, being a fan, I think, and like being like wanting to make films and wanting to make a Resident Evil film, I think I definitely have a a specific point of view where I'm like pissed off because they didn't do it right or do it the way I would have, which is uh, so I can see why people liked it. And we talked about the scenes that I did like. Um, and a, a few, uh, there was a few, uh, they did some handheld camera work that I liked a couple times. I, I think there were little glimpses where I didn't hate it. The, the flaming zombie coming in with crush playing. I was yeah. just like, what the fuck this guy is this like director actually awesome or something i because i really like that shot and that scene i thought it got cut too short right. um but yeah i wish there would have been more of that uh but it seems like the rest of it was really like uh grueling to make for like everyone involved um i thought it was like really it seemed pr- super lazy to me uh like i said but the 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 lens i viewed it through was like you son of a bitch i wanted to make this movie and you're gonna ruin it so yeah i when i when i when i decided to see this i knew i was in for it was probably gonna be bad no matter what so if it was just more enjoyable than those resident if it met like the first resident evil movie then i would have been probably okay with it Mm-hmm. Um, so I walked out of that. And I was like, yep, that, all right, well, that felt like a Resident Evil movie. I'm pleased. I don't mind that I spent $26 or whatever it, it costs to go see this movie. Um, yeah, there's definitely moments like what you had cited, the, uh, the, the flaming zombie that I really enjoyed, or like Donald Logue in the car when they start shooting people. That felt like, oh, well, maybe this dude has like some good creative sensibilities. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. The, the part when he goes to the checkpoint. Yes, yeah, and the camera just sort of stays inside of it. It seems like it maybe mm-hmm. it's like a a, a oneer or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. uh, where they do. I I did th- th- those were those certain moments where I'm like, well, why didn't this guy like they they must have just hijacked it from this m- maybe creatively kind of cool guy. Well, it could be that he's. Uh, I mean, he's got like nice creative taste, but he's also just kind of like fucking dumb. Like he doesn't. <laughs> you know how to piece it together in a like a coherent yeah, way yeah. that makes sense. I haven't seen his other films. I watched the trailer to the Strangers sequel, and because uh, mm-hmm. I, I watched th- this movie, I was like, "Well, I'm now I'm interested in this dude." And I started listening to a couple of interviews of his, and um, shark movies just aren't really my cup of tea. So I didn't want to go that to, one. You you did check out? Uh, yeah, I watched the Forges podcast. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think of that? Um, I didn't hate it. It was. Um... It was okay. It wasn't a piece of shit. It was uh, it was very heartwarming. It, no, it was. I, I, I liked Mandy Moore in it. I think I used to have a crush on her a lot as a kid, so I kind of liked seeing her. It was. Uh, it seemed like a fine movie to just sort of put on in the background and like dick around on your phone. Uh, it, I liked it a lot better than Resident Evil. I think it it wasn't uh, made by a particularly like gifted hand or anything. I'd say I'd say it's just like a competent movie. Yeah, I looked up. Um, I looked up a little bit of his filmography not long after uh, seeing the film, and there's uh, quite a few just horror movies that nobody's heard of before. And apparently, he was just in the business of trying to make as much money as possible off of shooting like a ten thousand dollar horror film in a weekend mm-hmm. or whatever, and then you know making a making a profit uh, off that. I'm not a bad idea. Like that. Um, 
and, and then eventually at a certain point he was just like ah well I don't even respect my own work I want to make something yeah. real mm-hmm. and uh, I guess that was 47 meters down that was the transition point so that that's really kind of uh, his start I haven't seen The Strangers Pray at Night I will get around to that eventually seems very similar to this movie a little bit hung up on uh, you know drawing out certain aspects of nostalgia uh, from from the 90s or 80s, especially 80s with that Strangers movie. Um, with this film, there's aspects where they really hammer it, like, yeah, okay, I get it. It's 1998 or whatever. Uh, yeah, um, wood-paneled walls for every <laughs> fucking location. <Right. laughs> um, for the most part, though, I think it, it rides pretty fine with that era, but it doesn't especially feel like that. I think um, there's more atmosphere and character baked into the the setting rather than the time period. They build a raccoon city that, uh, to my recollection anyway, doesn't feel a whole lot like the raccoon city of the video games. It feels much more like just a dirty small town, mm-hmm. um, which I, I don't mind. I kind of like that. And the, the zombies in this film have a distinctly different look than any that I've seen yeah, in the like other Ganados films. Yeah, they're or something, because they could speak, mm-hmm. at least at the beginning of the movie. I, I couldn't tell if they were referencing re4 or something the zombies from re4 but yeah they weren't your traditional zombies they still they when i looked at them every time i was like okay this is just a fucking asshole that spent five hours in a makeup chair i, I can't i there's something about that it's even worse than like the romero old zombies to me it's it's like faker looking yeah especially when they have like big bloated heads with strands of hair just yeah, hanging yeah. off the side <laughs> i was interested in that orphanage story and it feels like it just went nowhere right like they spent a lot oh, yeah. of time on on them two kids i don't know why they wanted and then to be... oh, and the then Ashford i guess twins yeah all they wanted to show was that oh look they're in this building again that so makes the me whole so setup, I was thinking about that <laughs> the whole setup was like oh they were in this building before and now they're back and half an hour of the movie went into it that's part of code veronica i don't know if you guys played that game the that Resident Evil for that was the Dreamcast exclusive at the time, but yeah, they grow up to uh, they're like twins. They grow up and in Code Veronica, it's like the uh, the male twin. Uh, his sister is in some sort of cryo chamber or whatever. She's like asleep with some disease basically until he can cure it, and he basically dresses up her in a dress and is like trannied out, running around, <laughs> acting <laughs> insane in the whole game, and. Uh, you they'll never be able to turn that into a movie sadly transition that into a movie oh. no pun uh i haven't played uh code veronica i was kind of thrown off a little bit with the whole orphanage angle i don't remember chris and claire redfield ever being orphans being taken care no, of they by not at all some umbrella affiliate um, yeah yeah and it doesn't really I mean, it just Wesker feels... was the was the uh, orphan or the the kid the like the the kid that was brought up by William Birkin and uh, uh, Umbrella, uh, mm. not uh, not Claire and Chris. The Wesker in this movie is nothing like the Wesker from the the video games. This guy's just kind yeah. of like a he's a bro. He's yeah, he's just a jock. He's <laughs> um, <laughs> he's uh, every typical like nineteen eighties bully essentially. Um, yeah, yeah. And the turn at the end feels kind of funny to me. Like, sure, all right, maybe he's, uh, you know, maybe he's on the payroll quietly. He's getting out of town or whatever. But then he also has, like, a moment of redemption, and he returns to, like, his normal personality. Yeah. Essentially, once they meet up with William Birkin and his family, uh, I don't mind that they, they, like, the daughter and the wife die 
and that he seems to die. But once he starts returning to the monster, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. It's about to fall <laughs> apart right here. Uh, and, it, I, I mean, I wasn't into the, his, like, character design as he's morphing. And I really hated that monster at the end. I despised the fact that they had to throw a CG monster in there to rip up the train. Mm-hmm. Felt like a Sony mandate. Like, just, what, what do we got left over from the Venom movie? Can we put mm-hmm. something in there? All right, let's do that. <laughs> model they have. It can't uh, just be, uh, what's his name from Arrow? Neil McDonough, I think his mm-hmm. name is. With a fake arm and a weird eye growing out of his shoulder, mm-hmm. uh, trying to beat up Robbie Amell. That can't be the conclusion. No, we have to have a big CG monster. And mm-hmm. I just, I really dislike that. And I also dislike the the mid credit sequence, which was so poorly acted. It didn't even feel like it was directed by the same guy. Felt oh, like, yeah. well, who's That's left well, over? Like... Who's left over from the crew today? Just boom mic operator. All right, <laughs> get him to direct the scene. Uh-huh. Um. Just just really terrible in that last 15 minutes. Everything else I enjoyed. I thought, all right, well, this just feels like a, like a pretty good horror movie from the 90s or 80s. I didn't think it was a, especially bad. Um, I don't understand where people are coming from saying this feels like John Carpenter's Resident Evil just because there's some Albertus font at the beginning. People have been saying that yeah. a fuck ton online, and it mm. doesn't feel like John no. Carpenter at all. No. Um, anyway. But yeah, that's uh, that's essentially my take on this movie. I certainly think it's the most watchable of of the series, um, and maybe that first one is is close second. But uh, on the whole, uh, I mean, I wasn't disappointed with this. So I googled the uh, information about the Netflix show, and it's just Lance Reddick and a bunch and like five girls. That's the cast. Is there even that many women in the series, or are they just creating characters for him to play this? The logline that came out on Netflix was the Wesker children are looking into mysteries in New Raccoon City. Oh, because that's his daughters. He has five daughters. I guess so. Um, and they're all like different races each. I guess he adopted them himself, or maybe he was just fucking a lot of different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the director uh, is going to be the guy that um, did is, Supernatural, uh, responsible right? for Supernatural. Yeah. So mm, that's, I guess that's that the show. type of quality thing that you should expect from this too. Not great. Have you ever seen Supernatural? Yeah. No, yep. I didn't see it. I remember when it was yeah. really popular on Tumblr. Eight yeah. nine years ago or so, I would always see screenshots from it, and it kind of made me want to watch it. Oh damn, you were on Tumblr during that time? Oh yeah, uh, during its heyday. That's how Hans and I met. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, That's sweet. supernatural tag. <laughs> <laughs> who messaged who first? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think he was really impressed with my Tom Hiddleston avatar or something. I was making uh, <laughs> what was it Doctor Who banners for people, and he wanted one, yeah. so I helped him out. Oh nice. Yeah. That was the good old days. I want to I go back it. there. Love that vintage yeah, internet. <laughs> I'm never like the Fuck <laughs> that show. I've tried. I've tried to watch that show, and it's just like this is just science fiction for girls, which is what supernatural is. <laughs> That's too. what it it's was. Just yeah, girls science love. fiction for girls, and and uh, I tried the David Tennant one. Supposedly he's very good. Who did we have Didn't on this it... show that had one of those Doctor Who robots in the background of their their home? I don't know. You don't know? Alec. Who? I don't know. The Dalek Alec. is the robot. Who's Alec? No, the, ro- the robot's called Dalek. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, oh, I don't, I don't, look, no, nah, I'm just asking the guests. Who, who's the guest who had a sure. Doctor Who robot in their home when we were talking to them? I think this needs to be investigated. We should look into <laughs> this after the show. We should pull that know. up and just cover I that episode this. on an episode of movies. <laughs> so anyway. we can make fun of him? Is that, maybe Kyle likes Doctor Who. You like Doctor Who? I've never seen Doctor Who. Okay. I'm very... No, and I have no idea what's that going on. That sounds like that. what someone who loves Doctor Who is embarrassed. <laughs> I, I never heard of it. <laughs> I tried to watch. They did a movie of Doctor Who in the mid-90s where Eric Roberts played the bad guy. And I was like, well, maybe I'll enjoy this because it's a movie and there's Eric Roberts. And uh, no, it's just shit, oh, of wow, course. Yeah. It's, no. Uh, I've, I've tried to watch that before. I tried to wor- watch uh, Sherlock. Before and she's like, "This is all the same show. This is this I sucks." I watched first or second episode of the Cumber Cumberbatch one. Mm. Um, it was fine. I didn't hate it. I had a friend who was really into it, and I watched it with him, and I enjoyed. I, but I had no uh, desire to continue. Yeah, I don't like how all those UK shows are ninety minutes long. That's too much of a commitment. Three yeah. episodes, ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah. No, just just no, do thanks. it the normal way. Uh-huh. Um, I like the, the closest thing I, I liked to any of that was Luther. I really enjoyed uh, the first season of Luther to a point anyway. Uh, that was Idris Elba as a detective. And then that oh, got no. silly too. They don't know how to do shows over there. Not like serious drama shows. They all turn into like CBS procedurals by the second episode. Yeah, they all kind of they have this similar look. Well, uh, when you, I mean, so we have this Resident Evil show that's coming out on Netflix. Hans, when is that supposed to drop? Because that is supposed to be... Uh, the palette refresher. This is going to wipe the, the slate clean uh, so nobody remembers this Welcome to Raccoon City, which I think, unfortunately, uh, as what I consider anyway, the, the best version of a, a live-action Resident Evil, did not make enough money. It made its money back, but, I oh, mean... thank God. It did not, it did not <laughs> perform well. Look, this is a sore subject that. for me, okay? And you're making jokes. <laughs> Uh, it, it had a budget, I think, of uh, twenty-five million. Last I checked, it raised about uh, thirty-two at the box office. Oh yeah, that's no good. Uh, there's no news yet. There, there's no release date for that show yet. The last update was from what, like December? There's an article here from December, and they say that there's not a release date yet. So Maybe we'll just never hear about it. The only thing we've seen is again. a dog. Yeah, well, I was going to say that was the so thing with Clifford, right? Before we found out that actually came out. They dropped the Clifford teaser, and then there was nothing. Nobody did. They just said, well, maybe if we stay quiet, everybody will forget about it. And people did forget about it. And then they just <laughs> threw it out one day. So I'm hoping that's the case with this resonant. Maybe it just slips below the radar. Yeah, I'm hoping they'll forget about it. Yeah, that would be uh, ideal. I don't. I just would hate to see a Cowboy Bebop, uh, whatever, happen to Resident Evil. Did you watch The, uh, the Witcher? Uh, I think I watched, like, a bit of the first episode I, I just could not i just couldn't get into it maybe it was i was just had other things on my mind at the time but i wasn't a huge fan i like uh henry he's a cool guy Seems like i like a nice yeah fella. yeah i like henry cow i put on uh well i didn't put on my girlfriend likes that witcher tv show and she put on an episode of it and i was watching it and i was like this like this is shot and looks almost exactly like cowboy bebop they have oh, yeah, canted yeah. angles it's left so and ugly. right. Uh-huh. It's a cheap green screen background. The costumes mm-hmm. are all very similar. It's like, oh my god, they have like a like a template for crazy. these original shows. Oh, I can't stand it. I did, 
I watched the first two episodes of Cowboy Bebop. I know you guys did a you guys did a show on it. I didn't, mm. I think I watched some of it, but I got sidetracked. Um, but yeah, I know you guys loved it. Yeah, well, Hans was special. That's, we actually missed a couple of days of shooting just because we were watching so much Cowboy oh, Bebop. Right. We didn't so it. Yeah. I didn't even watch the whole thing. It was just like, just watch these four episodes. You, you'll get You'll get the, the idea, yeah. yeah I'll tell you fun. what. After I finished Cowboy Bebop, I, like, I do throw that piece of shit show on the TV sometimes just because. Just because it's so, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something really dumb and bad about it. But it's like mm. I can almost uh, appreciate that it exists in a in a way that like I appreciate that Batman Forever or Batman and Robin exist. Not mm, necessarily yeah, yeah. that they're so egregiously uh, uh, like mishandled, but I don't know. Maybe it's just very bright and colorful. I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you sign the petition to bring it back? <laughs> no. no, this, this <laughs> is a whole very forced thing where people are like, oh, well, actually, it was supposed to be like that. And the nerds online that are raging uh, about it are yeah. the real bad guys. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, this, this ended exactly like it should have. Incomplete. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not interested in seeing any more of that. I think it, it's perfect on its own as, what, nine episodes? No more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to have yeah. the rights to that property for a little while longer. So they'll try a movie or a reboot series. They'll do like the Suicide Squad version of it where they mm-hmm. just forget about the last one. Something will happen. Has Netflix ever handled uh, a material property? I guess Daredevil. I like. Um, I They put out a series called... Uh, fuck what is it called uh based on a comic book about these deer kid uh in uh sweet tooth that was good i enjoyed the sweet tooth it's based on a, on a on a comic book but besides that like i feel like they they have a lot of original productions and some of them are based on on ips uh, pre-existing ips and and it feels like they always just mishandle them i don't know if it's because they're trying to turn them into a netflix show more than following what the show is like or what the the show or whatever the original material said but yeah every time there's an announcement of something that is based on something popular or a comic book or a video game or anything like that and it's a netflix production i'm always like oh well already know what you're gonna see on screen so what's the point of watching this shit yeah, I, I think it's probably the fact that they have a whole lot of money and they know how to market things, but they don't – I mean, they do hire people who know how to make good shit, but they give them original movies instead. Like, nobody's really interested, I think, in helming a TV show for, for Netflix anymore, and especially after uh, what David Fincher said. There was some – what was the problem with Mindhunter where he couldn't finish it? They just – there wasn't the viewership for it. They didn't want to give him the full budget and he didn't yeah. want to commit to a third season, which yeah, that guy has money. now since gone on to play uh, Agent Smith in the Matrix Resurrection. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what an unfortunate yeah. path. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Which, go, what, I was going to say completely miscast. I hated that guy. Uh, <laughs> he, especially when, when you have uh like I'm not. That's the problem. Like I'm not that big of a fan of the Matrix, but like Hugo Weaving is, it's that character. You know, mm-hmm. he plays a per- perfect that character, and then you have these. I mean, he's a corn good for him that he, he got the. He sucks. He's just bland. His, just his like Mr. Anderson like, line is maybe the yeah. worst part of the movie. that and the the homeless guy who's just like reiterating like a bunch of sixty five year old man observations about internet 
people, you know, like, oh, uh, yeah. like, like just re- like reciting comments that, you know, are commonplace that have probably been said on this show a million times. Like, ah, oh, no- nothing's good anymore. Movies are uh, bad now. The French TV guy. Shows, yes. <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck is this? This sucks. God, I hate this movie. Why am I doing uh. this to myself? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I, you know, we haven't talked too much about this Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, but what do you think? So, since you had like a, a big problem with it, Kyle, what, what what would you do to improve this film? If you could just, uh, you know, if if what's his name, Jonas Roberts or something, Jonas Johan, I don't know, Johannes, Johannes, yeah. sure. Uh, if he got fired and you were asked to step in as like the Joss Whedon Me? in this situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> To redo certain things and make the cast miserable and put, uh, you know, actors in compromising situations. Uh, what would you do to improve this movie? Hmm. Do I have, do I have full control or uh, sure. do I have to go by their script? Um, I don't know. I've always kind of like uh, I've, I've thought about it a lot over the years and I, I've kind of gone all over the place. But lately, I feel like uh, I've always or lately I've wanted it to be something that's like very, very small, like extremely small, maybe just a cast of three or four people in like a mansion. Uh, I would probably do green screen for everything, but I would do like uh, hand, like handheld. I don't know. Have you ever seen the film Angst? I don't think so. Or uh, Irreversible is probably other similar kind of looking like really insane handheld camera work. I would like to do something kind of like Sin City and or something oh, like that with that sort of look. Yeah, that angst with... movie is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, uh, who, like... who helmed angst? I, I'm I'm familiar with the movie. I haven't seen it. I don't think. I think he's only uh, directed one film, Gerard Car- Cargill. Car- um, Cargill. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think he that movie completely bankrupt him and ruined his life. It used to be my favorite movie ever in like 2009. Still like it. Uh, still love it. Very hypnotizing movie. I mean, it, it's like uh, very disturbing, but uh, I think just uh, I imagine it almost like like the Revenant or something like that, where you're just kind of following these two characters uh, through these extremely terrible situations. And I don't think uh, I don't think it really needs to be too strict to like the Resident Evil plot uh, or even like the 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 characters too much Th- those aren't really the things that interest me the most about resident evil i think it's more just like the mood and the tone and the the uh the way the games make me feel i think i would try and capture that as best i could i would just try to make it like a like a, a cool art film i like uh which they would never make yeah i watched um, resident evil yeah yeah that would be cool <laughs> uh i think uh I don't know. You've seen Brown Bunny. I know you're a big yeah. Vincent Gallo fan. I got him right over here. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that to me is like the perfect Silent Hill two movie. I'm not sure if you guys have played Silent Hill two, but I don't think a Silent Hill two movie could possibly get better than that. But they're very very similar, like hmm. in uh, in spirit and in uh, the storyline. Uh, so yeah, yeah and reckon... getting sucked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she comes out of the screen. Yeah, uh, so I would do something, <laughs> something like more laid back and sort of just, uh, yeah, more artful is, is what I've always kind of dreamed about doing. Something that's really moody, like very slow, very like sort of more hypnotizing. Um, I think people have kind of an appetite lately for slower stuff. I see like so many people that are like very into 
like you see those like videos of like uh uh those guys in the woods in like india and they're building like huts and they're like three-hour videos of just these guys we literally huts we, yeah like, yeah we watched that with cowboy bebop on netflix at the <laughs> yeah. b&b right two mud uh, people building a giant mud house yeah yeah, with like tree branches and shit. Yeah, it's yeah, great. it was cool. I don't know why you can't make a movie that kind of feels like that. That has sort of these little like b- bursts of intensity, but are kind of just like going through really uh, weird set pieces and like really beautiful uh, camera work. I th- I think I would be completely able to watch that for two hours, and it could be something that I just kind of even have on in the background or something. I I, mean, I would enjoy it as well on its own, but. I just like like moody moody films like that, like angst. Uh, what characters would you want to work with from the Resident Evil series? I was personally disappointed that there was mm. no inclusion of Barry Burton in this yeah. film. I was hoping He's that a, I, he was saved though. At the same time, he didn't have <laughs> yeah, to be maybe. Really. <laughs> I, I thought the burly guy yeah, that like, comes into the diner was going to be Barry Burton. I was like, this well, dude, he looks a whole lot like that. Mm-hmm. No, he's just some some asshole. Um, and also, did you enjoy the uh, the interpretation of any of the characters from the game in this movie? Uh, I don't think so. I was mad. Like I said, I thought they were old. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, Jill's character was annoying. I didn't necessarily dislike her actress or any of the. I didn't. I didn't like uh, Chris's actor. He was kind of WB looking to me, and I ended up liking Leon, even though I'm. Uh, I was like, oh, whatever. You know, he's a blue eyed fucking boy scout wife kennedy when i was complaining about it yeah, yeah leon kennedy and uh but i actually ended up liking the guy who played him uh he seemed like a, a cool very good looking guy so i didn't have a problem with his actor necessarily i didn't li- i thought they really treated him like shit though because leon's pretty competent he's uh wet behind the ears but he's uh he's like uh 20 21 22 years old or something in the uh in the game so i wanted to see a young a young stud if they made a resident evil 2 adaptation uh sort of uh have that arc i think would have been cool so i I would do probably the first movie where it's all in a mansion and then you have the sort of underground labs um probably think about them separately i think cramming in the first and second game was a really bad idea uh for welcome to raccoon city so i wouldn't have done that that's for sure yeah i i think things probably i mean you wind up feeling like the the arc at the mansion is um uh, i don't know it's it's very secondary this is really claire's film and Mm -hmm. the leon character is certainly the most charming or uh entertaining i think of the bunch yeah and you just kind of look at the jill and wesker and and brad and everybody else as an afterthought and they don't do a whole lot with chris redfield either but that's almost more important than whatever, you know, these characters have going on, investigating the police station, the, the orphanage and all that. So it's a little uh, sloppy as far as that goes. And then it just kind yeah, of, a lot of it. Uh, you know, abruptly <clears throat> comes to, to its third act and, you know, mm-hmm. tries to force things into making sense, but uh, it doesn't, yeah, it, was it doesn't like register. Weirdly confusing. Yeah. Uh, and there wasn't very much, like this like connective tissue between things like characters would be mm. places and i'd be like how the fuck did they even get maybe i just zoned out for a second but i uh i didn't understand how people got there i didn't understand uh a few like their motivations and, and stuff at times i was i was a bit lost <clears throat> and that that annoyed the hell out of me because i don't think that it needs to be like there's like i as much as i love them they're like stupid ass games 
And yeah. I love them for that reason. So I think that like you could keep story and all that stuff like so, so tucked away in the background and just make it like a weird hypnotizing cool art film would be that's what I want to see. That's the the biggest problem I think with uh video game movies uh that it seems like everyone just tries to make it work as a movie by giving them backstory and giving them things that aren't really part of the experience of playing the game. So then you get you get that Silent Hill thing where it's like they're pulling shit out of their ass just to make it make sense mm-hmm. in a movie world, I guess. Uh, but if you just 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 do whatever the game gives you and and that experience should be similar to the game instead of focusing on things that aren't even part of the game just to make it work as a real movie uh-huh. i guess uh because that for mo- for most of those uh video game movies like that's what happens you know and uh, like i said in doom just make him go to hell or make him do something like that and instead of that you have this huge backstory about the rock being like this cool guy and then there's like an army and then well we, we're gonna go to hell but hold on let's just wait for an hour because we have to come up with regular movie shit and that's not like it if you're basing so it simple. in a video game yeah, just mm-hmm. just make that experience uh, similar to the game instead of yeah coming up with with extra mm-hmm. shit that is not part of it, which just makes it look like the director or the writer are not familiar with the game at the end. Mm-hmm. They have to put it into like a Save the Cat style Hollywood right. script uh, as opposed to just uh, making a chill ass movie. That's what I want to see. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, kind of hanging out with the characters and hanging out in these set pieces. That's what I want to do. Uh, what did you think of the sets in this movie? Because I, I enjoyed uh, maybe at least the police station, but I I mean, that mansion was like very artificial to me. It felt yeah, like totally. they were just walking around a game. It looks like some of those shots too. And I remember a few years ago, I wanted to make a Resident Evil fan film and I was looking at all these mansions around like the east side of east coast of the US or whatever. And I wasn't really going to do anything. I was just curious. And it looks like some of the like, like the low tier mansions that I was looking at, like these sort of not, not really not as rich as uh, the, the Spencer mansion is like, ex, like it's super extravagant, like a billion dollar mansion or whatever. And just the, the one they use is like a, like a nice house. <laughs> it looked like super kind <laughs> of, uh, it, di- it didn't work for me. The uh, police station. I thought like their establishing shot of the police station. Uh, I, I'm sure the set crew worked really hard for it. I, I didn't think it was terrible, but I thought any of the shots out in the, in the police station where they're just in the uh, just like uh, talking with all the police officers in the, I'm trying to think uh, just like these little conference rooms, anytime they're in the police station and not in the main lobby, basically, I did not believe they were in like the same location. They look like they were in like a trailer or something with this old uh, 80s wood paneling. And uh, yeah, it just did not look cohesive to me. Uh, I'm trying to think of other sets in the movie. That that kind of stood out to me the most is just not making any sense. Uh, I thought it was all over the place uh, as far as the quality. I don't remember that. I guess there is not really any, were there any Raccoon City shots because it was like a small town and and uh i don't remember of any like because in re3 resident evil 3 it's like a destroyed city you know it's like a yeah they they do a couple of um just far away establishing shots of just all the yeah, little yeah, towns right. and it looks like maybe 50 people live in the town they make it look extremely mm-hmm. small um yeah i i completely agree with you i did have that vibe when they called the meeting at the police station like this doesn't feel like the same location yeah and um, i did 
What did you think of? Uh, I was trying to look. Oh, Lisa Trevor. What did you think of the Lisa Trevor? Uh, well, I'll I'll, I'll say oh, for yeah. me, she felt a bit purposeless and like very she like felt like fan service. There's there's certainly instances within this movie that feel like well we have to appease the people who yeah, play like the game. Checklist mm-hmm. and they just sort of were mixing and matching. Yeah, right. And that's one that that's felt like that was. to me. Although oh, I yeah. didn't mind her character design. I thought uh, mm-hmm. that was a, an interesting addition to the movie. But she was just kind of uh, irrelevant for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I, th- I thought so. I don't I don't even remember what her story was in the. Welcome to Raccoon City. It's, they really did just sort of shoehorn her in there. Did they explain? Friend? No, they're just it's her friend. It's just, right? her friend. It's just a weird <laughs> friend. Everybody's got that yeah. one weird friend in the group. <laughs> Lisa Trevor's it for the Raccoon City bunch. Yeah, because she gets scared when she's a little girl by that thing that pops up, but it, but she also talks to her friend. inside of that little yeah. fort, right? <laughs> so they're kind of friends, I guess. It's just yeah. I'm trying to think if I can remember from the games, it's like, I think it's Spencer's, uh, the guy who uh, like owns the mansion or whatever, who's, who's part of Umbrella, one of the three founders of Umbrella. I think it's his daughter. I might be wrong about that. And uh, she basically gets infected with a T virus. She mutates, she kills her mom and she's wearing her mom's mat face on her. I think her, her skin. And she's just like locked in this uh, old shack in the back of uh, back of the mansion, and it's just like an enemy you come across. That's that's her backstory. But in this one, they try to. I don't know what she's doing. Is she, is she like? Is it like the people under the stairs where she's like hidden somewhere, and William Birkin can't get to her? Does William Birkin know she's there? It, I, I did not understand well, I, what her place was. I think they know she's there because she sleeps in the tent, right? And. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a like a hidden little getaway that leads to the the Spencer Mansion from the orphanage that she uh, introduces them to much later in the film. But she's just kind of uh, you know a, a creep. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's about just it. A creep. Just just some. <laughs> no, I don't know why kid. she wears the mask in, in Welcome to Raccoon <laughs> City or why why she wears her mom's face. Yeah, they don't explain any of that they at all in the movie. All. That's the first mm-hmm. time I've ever heard of that before. Um, so, yeah, no, she's just there and a plot device that looks kind of cool. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's about the, the gist character of her. design is good. I mean, they just copy her pretty much one to one with her arms shackled and that wooden uh, thing. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it should, whoever did the makeup and costume design for her th- did a pretty good job. Some of those police outfits look very wish.com. Yeah, yeah. It had a very, I'd say, I, I think I've seen uh, better looking, more convincing fan films on YouTube than than, than this film. Uh, I would say it's it's below fan film at times. The, one of the things that sticks out to me is when we're introduced to Chris Redfield. Uh, he wakes up in his RPD uh, t-shirt. And it looks like it's like like a very oh, yeah, cheap yeah. print, like it was a four dollar t shirt print they got done that <laughs> I day. Or that. Well, that and um, the shot of him and William Birkin, where you can tell it's like two red carpet photos of the actors that they just like photoshopped into. Look, like I mean, Chris's oh, lighting yeah. is totally uh-huh. different than Neil McDonough, who's dressed uh, yeah, up and spent fucking ten minutes just actually <laughs> taking the picture of them together. <laughs> it's yeah. Uh, yeah. There's little things like that where I hated Chief Irons, really. Before I yeah. forget, and I like that actor because I love Blade, uh-huh. 
um Donna Logue. Donna Logue. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I really like him. I, I didn't want to hate him, but I I well I just yeah, I was annoyed by him because the Chief Irons from the game, it's so fucking cool. He's like this weird aristocrat. Uh he like designed the mansion. He's like, oh yes, or whatever. <laughs> like mm-hmm. very weird, like Shakespearean. Uh he's like obsessed with uh uh I don't know. He's just like a very dark soul. And uh, I just did not like his uh, goofy uh, football coach attitude and and welcome to Raccoon City. This was just his character from Gotham, right? Harvey Bullock? No, I I I thought you were going to say from Grounded for Life, the Fox sitcom from 2002, which (laughs) also applicable. Uh, Yeah, he's kind of a coward and an asshole and, uh, you know, certainly not like a noble character by any he's a freak in the resident evil 2 in the in the game i uh wish they i feel like they could have made him so cool he also survives much longer than he needs to uh you could have very easily killed him off when he's in the car and trying oh yeah yeah or when the dogs are are circling him around the car Mm -hmm. but he's saved then and then he what is what is he the liquor kills him when they arrive at the orphanage well, okay, yeah, I hardly remember. I think, yeah, he's like the first one to go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of, they just need to show uh, the liquor's power. I guess that's why he stuck around. Which I, I, I like the design of the liquor in this movie. Um, I also enjoyed, uh, you know, how they used it in that first Paul W.S. Anderson film. I was like, all right, well, this kind mm-hmm. of, typically, what, what, I mean, not in the games, it was a tyrant and then it was Nemesis and. You have this uh, just kind of annoyance that becomes the main villain of the movie. I, I didn't mind that take on it. Uh, in this film, it's just, I mean, is that monster in the games? Because I certainly yeah, don't yeah. remember it. It's Resident Evil 2. Uh, I think is the only game it's in. Might be wrong about that. Maybe other, like, Outbreak or something. But, but uh, yeah, I thought the liquor was fine. The, I, the CG wasn't great, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I didn't really. I kind of like bad CG a little bit. I kind of wish it was almost like worse or something. Do you think we'll uh, eventually come around to seeing bad CG the same way we see like bad practical effects from the? I from hope the so. I mean, 90s? I would like. I would like to do that. I like. Uh, yeah, bad. C- like when I was talking about doing Resident Evil, uh, if I did a film green screen, I would probably try and do something where the 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 backgrounds had like a surreal look where the the lighting was very like uh, static and the sh- shadows were really harsh and black. Um, so I, I do, I like the look of like pre-renders, 90s it, it, pre-renders and stuff. So I would like to see that look come back. I don't know if it will, but we'll see. Do you like Spawn? That sounds like yeah, the perfect I, movie for you. <laughs> no, I do. I do like Spawn. I watched something recently in Cumbtown where they're talking about how much they hate the special effects. And I was like, I think they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, like just the entire ending is in hell and it looks yeah, like yeah, yeah. what hell would look like on a playstation game in 1996 yeah yeah i think it's probably just my nostalgia i think if i made something like that people would be like man this guy sucks <laughs> unfortunately oh but well, i do like it uh it I, I think it certainly has a certain charm to it it's very clear, like PlayStation One, PlayStation Two style, uh, either graphics or just design in general, has uh, come right back around in terms of like the fashion of things and the mm-hmm. the aesthetic preferences. We've uh, gotten away from, uh, you know, the the kind of eight bit era. Like that is very played out. That's very yep. old, very twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. And this seems to be, yeah, this seems to be what is 
popular right now. So I, it's entirely possible that, that mm-hmm. becomes like a new fad. I wouldn't be the least bit yeah. surprised. I like, um, I don't know if you guys played Doom 3, um, but I like that that era. Uh, it, it got it got skated by really quick. I feel like it only had maybe a two or two or two or three year run where it kind of looked like those old pre-renders, but in game. And so I would like to see uh, maybe that come back into style. Fingers crossed. Hmm. Um, the game I've been working on for two and a half years now is very PS2 inspired. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully by the time it comes out, people are like uh, craving that style. What can you tell us about that? My game Hard Cops. It's uh, it's kind of like uh, I'm very excited about it. I'm working <laughs> a lot on it. It's probably we have about 30 minutes of cutscenes written that we're all going to pre-render the cutscenes and do them in stereoscopic 3D because it's it's all VR. So uh, it's sort of Time Crisis, uh, Virtua Cop inspired. You go from spot to spot shooting. We're trying to focus a lot on like getting into cover. I really mm-hmm. want like the player to to basically pretend they're like John McClane or something. Nice. It's a very simple story. It's sort of a pastiche of uh, Japanese games of that time. It's sort of making fun of the way Japanese people made fun of Americans at the time, sort of making fun of them, making fun of American cinema and stuff too. Uh, it's like a fun comedy, really goofy. Um, it's like poppy. We're going for like a very T for teen rating. But I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be sick. I hope people really dig it. We're redoing the gameplay system now to make it a bit more robust and a bit more like simulationy. Before it was a lot like Time Crisis, where it was like the enemies just pop up and they just shoot at you until you kill them. Down. Now they kind of react. They run back into cover, things like that. Uh, so we've kind of just been doing like a lot of backstories on the on the villains. There's like boss fights. There's like main villains. It's uh, it's really funny. I think it's like the funniest thing I've done by far. Uh, as far as just like uh, writing it, I've been like laughing hysterically so many times. I think it'll be funny as hell and weird. And I hope people dig it. It's very Kojima too, kind of like over uh, probably an unnecessarily uh, unnecessary uh, amount of like backstory and stuff for the for the characters and very long-winded dialogue pieces but i think it'll be like funny uh i don't know we'll see i'll definitely get it get it to you guys somehow i really yeah. want you guys to play I'm that would be, be done by the end of the year i mean i'll i'll have to gift hans mm-hmm. and myself some vr headsets or, or however yeah, you yeah. play it but yeah that sounds great it sounds very interesting i love anything that makes fun of asian people so yeah, yeah. Uh, count me <laughs> it in. definitely does uh, in a loving way yeah uh-huh. this just uh, that was a oh go ahead I was just going to say, because it, 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 it came to mind when you mentioned Time Crisis. Time Crisis, then I'm thinking about Dino Crisis. That was kind oh, of yeah, uh, yeah. A, a rip-off sequel, offshoot sister game to Resident Evil. Yeah, I think Did you ever devs. The, as a matter of fact, like mm-hmm. the Resident Evil Survivor series, so they do Resident Evil Survivor and then Resident Evil Survivor 2 Code Veronica, which just like reuses the elements of the Code Veronica game, but with a first-person shooter aspect. The third one in the series is uh, Resident Evil Survivor or Biohazard Survivor Dino Crisis. Uh, I never played any of the Dino oh, Crisis what? games. Yeah, there's four of them. And the last one is uh, Dead Aim, which is the only other one that got released in the United States. Oh, uh, okay. I know about Dead Aim. So that that was the end of the line for that series. Did you ever play the Dino Crisis games? 
No, I didn't. I think I played an emulated version of Dino Crisis 1 maybe three or four years ago. And it was really just to like, oh, will this run? I'll play it for 10 minutes. I was just kind of, I love looking at those backgrounds and stuff. So I kind of played it for for that reason. Um, But I know people that played those and I think they're pretty cool. I think I could get into them. Uh, They say play Turok because I'm a man, you know, Turok, man. Not, not lady, yeah. no lady business with dinosaurs. That's the lame. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the other sister series was devil may cry that uh, Dante mm-hmm. character was supposed Shinji to be Leon Kami. Kennedy. Um, oh yeah. In, oh. in the, the planning for that. Cause I read the unauthorized history of uh, resident evil called uh, uh, it's a book called itchy tasty. It was very informative. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's good. It's a, it's it goes up to about where I stopped playing. So I thought it was perfect. The last one they cover, I believe, is um, Resident Evil Outbreak, which was the online one Mm -hmm. for PlayStation Two, which I I really love. I have it somewhere. I I played the first one. I didn't play the second one, and I really enjoyed the the idea that you just had to navigate this and survive that the people on your team could die and you could just continue carrying. Like, it was a pre-Left 4 Dead-style mm-hmm. uh, zombie game uh, that you could play online. And uh, it wasn't perfect. It was a little uh, stiff, I think, in some parts, but I was really hung up on that, the survival element of that, trying to get that one, like, old security guard that would help you, you out, trying to bring him along just because it's not part of the conventional narrative to have five people survive and move on or whatever. So I would do all that. Uh, also, really enjoyed Left 4 Dead. I don't know if you played that. That was that was one of them. Yeah, that was a lot <clears throat> of fun of, of it. Yeah, I just got a called back games. back for blood, and that's just pretty much Left 4 Dead, but on on new generation. That yeah, the Source Two engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. It's great. Yeah, I it's get, it's I, pretty much just that. Just you know, playing online with with people, and it's hordes and hordes of zombies. You get what? I get smoked. I'm terrible at online games. I uh, <laughs> last time I played an on, online game, it was actually with with Sam Sam Hyde. It was I was playing uh, the Sam Hyde, the Sam Hyde, the yeah. Sam Hyde. It was uh, when I went to uh, Providence and I was visiting. I was visiting him, and I uh, he was like he got PUBG for me, and uh, they didn't want to play with me after like 30 minutes because I suck so far. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so with him and Frank Hassel. Oh God, what yeah, a t- yeah. what a yeah. lineup! <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Frank Hassel, that guy. That's the last. Oh man, I sucked so bad. It was embarrassing. I wanted to look cool for Sam. It was like the first time I'd hung out with him. Garbage though. Uh, <laughs> do you do you still work with him, or what, how, what was your tenure like with that? Uh, yeah, I'm doing his uh, NFT stuff now. I've been working on his game for a while too, just doing some environment stuff. And uh, I helped out with a few of his videos when I lived in Providence. But now I've just been mostly doing his NFTs. I just do his little, uh, his little, his, I do his, like, I do character models and uh, environments and stuff for those. I'm not sure when he's going to release those NFTs, uh, but uh, hopefully they, they're explosive. That's what I've heard. I, I, I watched the podcast. It just occurred to me, you and I may have crossed paths before without even realizing it. Oh really? Because I got a tour of the the Calm ninety eight studio uh, once oh, nice. one time for for a project that did wind up happening. Dude, um, I think I remember you. Really? I Maybe. Think, 
So, did you have on a brown leather jacket? Yes, I did. Oh, dude. Holy oh, wow. shit. Wow. I feel exposed now. Yeah. This is yeah. so weird. <laughs> Holy shit. I, did not, I, I, I remember you uh, coming in. I was probably just dicking around at the computer or something one day. That's funny. But yeah, that's that, cool though. We've that met was IRL. That's so weird. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was back you know, in. You, uh, there's something like familiar about you that I couldn't put my finger on. So that now it all makes sense. Well, between that, I thought we knew in a past life or something. Maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we're just uh, popping up on Red Bar episodes in the background. On yeah, TV, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just always there. I'm the recurring man. What is that, Waldo? I'm Waldo. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. where's Waldo series? The, the man that everyone dreams of. <laughs> yeah, that guy, yeah. what were you gonna work on with sam uh so originally uh he reached out to me to be um i think he he originally wanted me to be like an overseer kind of guy for for videos i think this was right after don jolly parted ways oh, yes. uh, with that and then um that sounded fine but i was interested in doing like bigger things i was like well what do you what do you think about doing like a movie or something and then we That's uh what he, I want him to do. Yeah. Well, he had a couple of ideas and uh we were going to do uh Billy and the Clown as a movie. And then I I was like I don't know if there's enough here to do it as a movie. What what about this other random thing? What do you think about that? And it was just like a bunch of like tossing around ideas and mm-hmm. then uh shit happens. You know, people people oh, yeah. no longer get hung up on ideas or get busy with shit. Mm-hmm. Just didn't work out. Yeah, he's out. super busy, dude. Yeah. So that was uh, that was a thing back in, I want to say like 2019 or maybe early 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's very amusing. That, that I want him to make vicinity. a movie. I, I think it would be an awesome great. actor. I really do, too. Uh-huh. It's, Nick, uh, too. I think both would be like great. And like maybe not serious, but like semi-serious film. Mm-hmm. I think they got the chops for it big time. Absolutely. You can watch any of those world peace sketches, especially the more elaborate ones. And I think you can see glimpses of that that are just totally, yeah, yeah, ready to be tapped into. Yeah, yeah, I think Andy's a, Andrew Andrew Ruse is a good director too. I, I wish mm-hmm. they would have uh, made something larger. Maybe they will. Who knows? Um, that's how I got in contact with Sam originally in 2017 or something. I uh, I wanted to do a CG movie with him because um, I had just finished my the VR movie I made. And um, I wanted to do this movie about this cop who keeps fucking killing himself and keeps dying and he keeps waking up in like alternate realities where he doesn't die. And I wanted him to to to, to star in it. And uh, we had talked about it for a while. And then he told me he asked me to come work on his game. And I just kind of completely whatever, like you said, pro- ideas just kind of fall by the wayside. But yeah, he would be so awesome in a film. I completely agree. Uh, I, I think that's just uh that that's a terrain that I, I have a feeling at some point he's going to cross over into it, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in the meantime. sounds like groundhog day you wanted to do, but uh, wait, well, maybe you could do like, maybe you could do resident evil. Or yeah. It was kind of, yeah. That maybe you could just cool. do Leon Kennedy <laughs> dies every day. <laughs> yeah. 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 I want to do a crazy ass. I still want to do a CG movie at some point. Like I was saying before, it kind of like with a bit of a classic style, but with like, uh, sort of more current like lighting techniques and motion capture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my motion capture suit back there, always hanging up. Um, you should have wore it for the show. It will, yeah. Maybe I should, or do I have like a 3D uh, had Leon Kennedy or something like that? One Hell of 3D yeah. models. <laughs> you could interview them and what, see what they think about it. That'd be great. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, we're we're about to hit the two hour mark here. So um, wow, that was fast. Yeah, I have to take a piss like a racehorse right now. So oh, we're man. just gonna wrap this up. Uh, I'm, people are gonna know where to find you from the description. But if you want, I mean, this is a terrible habit of throwing it out at the end of the show. I think we did uh, did well last episode where we gave uh, gave the plugs at the beginning of the episode. But uh, where do you where do you want people to go? Um, I guess my Vimeo, it's vimeo.com slash Gerlardo, G-E-R-L-A-R-D-O, I think. Hopefully I just spelled that correctly. If not, you could just Google William Girardi, probably, Vimeo. But that's that's about it. That's where all my films and stuff are. Did you get sent a trophy for your for your award-winning uh, film? It was no, they Roots, just sent me one. The Bay no, Roots they just sent me the laurel that I could, uh, that I could print off or, or put on my They sent my you a transparent PDF. PNG? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you got an <laughs> email. I choose. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Hopefully, uh, uh, I can just make my own. Well, uh, again, cr- congratulations on that. That is a very enjoyable Appreciate short, that, and uh, I, I can't recommend it enough. Um, certainly check out The Perfect Wife. Hans, people know where to find you. They know where to find me. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, maybe for the next Resident Evil film. We'll, we'll get it. Or actually, you know what? I've been meaning to watch those silent film movies, so maybe we could do something on that, on that note. The silent? Oh, yeah. I yeah. would do that. Any the silent, silent stuff. film movies? No, I didn't say that. Movies. I didn't say that. As a matter of fact, people on YouTube watching this, rewind <laughs> you can see. and comment and let Hans know he's a fucking fool for trying to make that a thing. Didn't happen. Like, Wait, which silent film yeah, movies? You just wanted, you wanted to throw something at me because I pointed out your bad Tom Clancy joke an hour and a half ago. And it didn't even make sense. No, you had a bomb. You had a I had, bomb. I don't even it doesn't matter. People forgot. It's over. The show's over, Hans. <laughs> all right all right so if anyone's watching right now go back to the bomb and, and mark it in the comments so that you can just go into the yeah go ahead the bomb. let's do that all right thank you for coming back on the show man this was uh yeah, this was very enjoyable me. uh anyway that has been movies for this week thank you for listening